This is effing weird, and we've got information on this episode that is going to make you want to do your own research onto this topic. The Flat Earth Theory. I'm one of your hosts, Alex. And I'm Leo. And we have a guest on right now that we're going to be interviewing. Ben, Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yes. And I understand that you've spent plenty of hours, you know, doing research into this topic. So please. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got into the flat earth theory. Sure. So I am a doctoral candidate at the University of Georgia, where I do research primarily on why college students believe in various conspiracy theories and various beliefs that are on, you could say, the fringe. And as part of that, I have to understand what those beliefs are so that I'm being fair to what they represent. Uh, and part of that has been the flat earth since the uh, since about 2017, when that started to really take off in the college sphere. So while I don't necessarily subscribe to the belief, um, I've had to understand other folks who do and what that entails for them. Well, so hold on one second. You, you went to school or you're going to school for conspiracies? Sort of. So my degree, <laughs> my degree will be in student development. So it's helping college students grow and become really well-rounded people. Uh-huh. And with conspiracy theories in, in general, a lot of them require or lead to sort of an us versus them mentality, or they use um, bad science, or they... Um, engage in some thinking that can be detrimental to students living their fullest life. So helping understand, learning why students may have those beliefs and helping them not um, rely on those beliefs to act as sort of a security blanket is how I sell it. So that's the, the big goal is to understand how we can help students learn and live a good life without needing to engage in us versus them beliefs is the is the big goal. But I mean, yeah, if you want to be really blunt with it, yeah, my my dissertation <laughs> is going to be on conspiracy theories. <laughs> that's awesome. I wish I would have gone to college for that. <laughs> but that's that's really interesting that that you're uh like that you're studying that because with the flat earth theory, I feel like and now I, I have a story, and Leo can contest to this because he was he was been part of this headache too. But it's they are so like dead set on the Earth is flat, and there's no there can be no other like alternative. Like it, that is the end all be all. Where I feel like uh, a topic that we had covered last week was hollow Earth, where it's it's the possibility that the earth may be hollow and there's, there's, Mm -hmm. there's room to like, you know, question things, but with like the flat earth, it seems like, no, this is what it is. And this is what it's going to be. And there's no if, ands or buts. It's, I just, I don't understand why that, that happens in the flat earth community. Do you, do you have any kind of like inkling as to why that is? Is it because like the, 
they have like this, I don't want to say stigma, but it seems like mm-hmm. they get made fun of. It almost seems like within the scientific community. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a little bit of a, uh, there's some stigmatization there of the belief. I mean, let's be real. Calling someone a flat earther is offensive, even if that's the what they actually believe. So there's going to be offensiveness. There's going to be defensiveness there. And there's also, I think what you're seeing is every conspiracy theory has its own um, pieces that draw people in, right? Mm-hmm. So. Every conspiracy meets some different psychological need. That's what the research and the literature is showing us, that everything, every belief meets some need. And I think with Flat Earth especially, we've got something where if it's true, literally every scientific endeavor ever can be questioned. So like we would end up with this thing where we would literally be able to throw out all of NASA. We would be able to throw out anything that relies on gravity. All sorts of things would be just completely removed from the believer, from, from the world in terms of this is what the science says. And that means that the person's preferred explanation, whether that's God, magic, the Easter Bunny, whatever, can probably be found and take that place. And so like like you were noticing with the hollow earth, the hollow earth doesn't have a problem with gravity because it's the uh, it's still gravity. It's just from the stuff behind outside of the hollow earth with the uh, with the flat earth, gravity is a huge problem that if the earth is really flat, we need to completely reinvent what gravity is and come up with an alternate explanation. And I think that's what you're seeing is just the amount of things that fall apart once that first domino gets tipped is immense. And so flat earthers have more motivation to fight for their theory because it lets more things get pushed aside and explained with alternative reasons than a lot of other conspiracy theories do. It's it's macro. It's a grand scale conspiracy, not just, oh, Stanley Kubrick fate the moon landings. We get to throw out a lot more things this way. I really do like how how you kind of put that. It's it's they're they're fighting for what they what they believe in because they, you know, like because if it, it is true, look at like what everything else may be false and like like you were saying, like NASA may be a complete lie and everything like that. But it also seems like the same thing as like the government covering up like aliens, for instance, it was like, if you look like at a lot of biblical texts and everything, it's like, you know, angels descend from heaven. A lot of people think like, okay, that's just how people interpreted aliens back in the day. And it's like, okay, well, if aliens were to be true or if like, you know, one were to be on the news being like, hey, look, I'm an alien and everything like that. Like everything would be questioned and everything like that. So I think there's a little bit of a similarity. I mean, not a lot. I mean, maybe, I don't know, but that's, I really do like how you put that. Um, but why would someone question why the earth may not be round? Like, what, how do they get to that point? You, 
you actually sort of start hitting on one of the reasons that I listed in my notes with the angels and religious texts. Um, sometimes it's as simple as my religious text is an infallible word from my deity, and it refers to the earth as having four corners. Therefore, the earth must be flat, and I can't accept that it's that's a literary metaphor. That's mm-hmm. the case for some folks. Um, to be frank, though, if we get a million flat earthers in a room, we would probably have two million reasons for their belief. Um, <laughs> so there's the scope of the conspiracy where it can act as that gateway. That's one option where it's just I need something to explain all these other beliefs I have. And the flat earth helps me get that. There's the religious reasons. There's a arc, literal arcane occult magical reasons where maybe NASA is attempting to do something nefarious in terms of contacting other planes of existence and the flat earth would make the magic. And I'm saying that as a, not decks of cards and bunnies from hats, but you know, summoning portals and the sort of the more Harry Potter sort of creepy side stuff. Mm-hmm. Then there's also for some folks, a very deep powerful desire to have knowledge that others don't know and that can show up and manifest as a a strong contrarian you say this is true i am inherently suspicious of you because you are the authority and i don't trust authority and that can manifest as flat earth because so many groups so many people in power and authority rely on the the round earth model that it's just like well if all those powerful people think x i don't trust them so i'm going to think y and y is the flat earth um mm. and one of the ones that this is the one where i tie it to my college students a lot is just having a secret like if i were to tell like before we got on i mentioned something about one of my family members and um his ability to walk coming around you mm-hmm. know that's a little bit of a secret that i'm not going to spread out to your whole audience and that makes it where it'll be like a uh there's some specialness there's some feeling good about that mm-hmm. and for some folks just knowing like aha i have seen through the curtain i know about the man behind the curtain and i know what's actually going on that can be a powerful draw even if the belief itself isn't true, just knowing the secret. So all of those, and I'll be frank, there's more. There's ones I don't know. There's ones that no one has figured out. And I'm, if there's someone listening who believes in flat earth and you're like, that's not why I believe flat earth. I, I want to respect that and say like, you know why you believe. And um, I don't want you to think that it's less important that you have your belief just because it's not on the short list that I know. Okay, okay, this is my one this is my one gripe. Now, uh, Leo, you can chime in too. We've tried to get a flat earther onto this show for months and months. And it oh my we, there was there was this one flat earther. I, I guess he's pretty well known. I'm not gonna say the name or whatever. Um, but he <laughs> we scheduled an interview with him and we got the dates wrong. We we were a week early. We were all prepped, ready to go. We emailed them like, hey, we're ready to go. Um, whenever you want to hop on. 
he emails us back and you know it was he was like hey you guys have the date wrong it's next weekend totally fine okay understandable next week rolls around um and i got pulled into work unexpectedly so i could i couldn't do the interview um and we typically like to do these interviews in pairs it's just how we run the show and leo emailed him saying like hey um it's not going to work can we please reschedule and the only thing that we got back from this individual was this is strike 2 and it's i i i don't know what it is but it seemed there was there was other individuals that I, I could keep giving examples but it just seems like they they don't seem like the happiest bunch and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I don't, we were just, you know, trying to get some information, you know, and it seemed like they, well, we, you know, I don't know. It just, I don't, I don't understand. Like I, I get it that, you know, it's the, the topic can be kind of touchy. And apparently like even like everyone that I had talked to about who did believe in the flat earth, like I had to specify, like, this is not a debate. Like I'm not trying to debate your belief and everything. It's simply a conversation. And even with that, it seemed like everyone was very wary about coming onto the show. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Why? Well, Cause to me, it seems like if you're a flat earther, or if you believe something and you want, you know, to spread the word and, you know, like make other people believe it, you would be more than open to coming on or like, you know, talking about this so i mean leo yeah i mean you can contest to that yeah i was gonna say uh i think it's interesting that you mentioned the idea of like an authority figure because in my circles where we talk about conspiracies and stuff for some reason and even they've made memes about it for some reason flat earthers always get this this uh idea tacked onto them that they're just ah hot for a debate they're just always going to argue about it. They're always going to say, no, this is absolutely the way it has to be. This is absolutely factual. And I don't know if it's because of the substantial amount of quote unquote evidence that could go with it, that could support the idea. Or like you mentioned, I think it's more so to do with the idea of what people in authority believe in earth being round. I want to argue that authority. So the best way to argue that authority is by arguing their subset of ideas. And I just think about how a lot of the times people that like to argue tend to argue with authority, whether it's, you know, police or presidents or even their parents. It's like, there's always that debate. So maybe there's some correlation between that. And then of course the Mm -hmm. idea that they attach themselves with the flat earth. And then of course that translate into just arguing with everybody because of how controversial the idea of the earth being flat is. And so instead of just fighting with authority, they fight with everybody. Yeah. And I think y'all are seeing a lot of, there's a lot of multiple pieces there that y'all are catching that show up in different ways. Like the defensiveness. I think y'all are totally accurate that folks tend to sort of jump on flat earthers. And even using the label flat earther can be used derisively, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're a flat earther. That's so, true. Yeah. Right. It's almost <laughs> thrown around like an insult. I mean, I have no problem. You know, like I, I'm open to all ideas. I'm open to the idea that the earth could be flat, open to the earth being a fishbowl, open to the earth being hollow. Like there's evidence for everything. You know, I mean, it even mm-hmm. theories and ideas today that are in that were in science for so long are dismissed. You know, like there was a point in time where we didn't know the earth was a, a, a sphere and now we do. It's like it's 
always up for debate. You know, I don't have a problem with it, but I just, I don't know. I mm-hmm. think it's interesting that that's one of those main topics that really get people riled up. Cause you could talk about the existence of Bigfoot. You could talk about the existence of aliens. You could talk about the existence of uh, reptilians living underground, but no argument, no idea will bring about a debate as much as a flat earth versus non-flat earth would. Yeah. I think a big part of that is number one, like the history, the language, I, I, how y'all call it, called it, you know, gets as an insult. And then also like to your point, Leo, how there's evidence for everything. Um, when it, when it comes to evidence in the scientific sense, and this is one of those things where this might be more Dutch student than flat earther thinking there's evidence there's there's evidence that's lacking for stuff and then there's evidence confirming stuff and when it comes to flat earth there's a lot of things that are positive evidence away from it so there's stuff where it's like if this were if the earth were flat we would not see this this positively refutes this positively dismisses and dis- dismantles the idea of a flat earth and if we did have a flat earth these are the things that we would expect to see that we don't there's that negative evidence too and i i think that's where a lot of times people get worried and they're like okay i'm going if i do this interview i'm going to get trapped and i need to know what they're going to ask so that i can have i can select what arguments and what models i'm going to use for that because there's just so many ways that the flat earth is supposed to look that it just if they don't know then it's really risky and scary because you could get trapped in an argument that you're not ready for which is not good not fun (laughs) but we're not trying to do that at that's effing weird you know i i I specifically said this is not going to be a debate (laughs) it's just Mm -hmm. it's just going to be a topic you know we're just going to talk about this um but yeah, I, I I get it. And like, especially when you're passionate about something, you know, it, it's it's easy to understand why. And it, you know, it's and it's a correct me if I'm wrong, but it it's not a huge community of mm-hmm. flat earthers. So like, you know, if if you you're trying to protect that community and everything like that, so I I, I get that. But like for some of the experiments. Isn't there like a water droplet because like basically how the water droplet is curved proves that the earth isn't flat? Like, isn't that, I mean, I don't know if you know anything about like any of the experiments Mm -hmm. that are done by Mm -hmm. flat earthers and to prove that the flat, that earth is not flat. Um, But isn't that, isn't, isn't that one of the experiments? Sure. So one thing Going back just a few minutes, I forgot this because I read my notes out of order. One thing <laughs> also that this might be something that y'all cut out because it's more useful in terms of the language and the labels we use, something like um, people who believe in flat earth versus flat earthers might be a way to help diffuse some of that tension. Because like in my research, I don't research conspiracy theorists. I research people who engage in conspiracy thinking. That way it's mm. not a uh, to use a fancy word, a reductionist label. It, it shows that they are complex individuals, and this is just one piece. But I digress. Um, Interesting. So for your main question, the, the, like the experiments that people have done, I think when you're talking about the water droplets, are you talking about the classic thing of uh, water finds its own level, that argument? 
Yes, I think that's the one. I, I, I vaguely, you know, like I skimmed over some of the, like uh, some of the experiments, and I, I it, yeah, the water bubble. Like, it, it, I think that's what it is, or what I'm trying to, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, decipher or whatever. So yeah, because sure. it's it's because. Well, I'll let you explain because you probably know more about it than I do. <laughs> so if it's the one I'm thinking of, I might be 180 degrees off here. But one of the big arguments for flat Earth is that water finds its level. So if you go to, say, a lake or something like that, or you look at a cup of water, um, you'll notice that it is incredibly flat. Um, the surface of water is very flat, um, even on large lakes. Um, we're talking about waves and undulations no more than a couple of feet high across maybe hundreds of miles on like the Great Lakes in the United States. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the arguments is like water is flat. It can't curve. What I suspect you're hearing and seeing is uh, with water droplets, those immediately debunk the idea that water can't curve. Um, if you go and take a droplet of water or an, uh, like a little eyedropper and squeeze it and snap a photo of the water as it falls into your sink, you'll you'll not see a flat disk of water falling. You'll see a sphere of water falling with a tiny tail from air friction. So that and condensation both right away are like, no, water can curve and it does curve. Um, so I is that it? Yes, I think that's what I I think that's what I was trying to get at. But yeah, you just you just explained it perfectly. Oh yay! <laughs> yeah, that I I would bet that's the the quote water drop experiment you're thinking of. That's the mm-hmm. only one I'm aware of. If that said, if y'all can get someone who believes flat Earth on here, ask them that. I I've, I've we tried <laughs> for months. <laughs> you're the you're the only person who was willing to talk to us about the flat Earth. So in, even though you don't, you're not a flat Earth believer yourself. That's okay. I mean, you have plenty of information of which what we're looking for. Same with our audience members; they're they're pretty curious about it too. Um, kind of stepping back a few though is we had talked about like the conspiracy of it, and one mm-hmm. of the questions that I would have is what would benefit other countries to lie about this because like there's no one country that I can name or think of that says that the earth is flat or that the earth is not round. You know, you know what I mean? So like, what would be the, I, I don't understand like what the benefit would be for like NASA or the U S government or anyone to be like, yeah, it's, it's, it's round, but they're really lying about it. I, so you, this is one where remember that idea from earlier of if the earth is flat, we get to throw away a whole lot of other things we think we know. Mm-hmm. We get to throw away the idea that the, wor- the world is not controlled by some secret elite group. Because to your question's point, it wouldn't benefit Russia to join the U.S. in line. It wouldn't benefit China. There has, if every government in the world is in agreement that the earth is round, it probably is round, or there's some vast network behind everybody running world governments telling them to share the same lie, despite the fact that we can't even agree on one currency or (laughs) one way to treat minority groups. Like it, 
it basically would prove beyond a shadow of a doubt, like, yeah, someone else is making all the countries lie and get on board with this. Um, That's a huge conspiracy within itself that like everyone is in cahoots with each other and there's someone controlling like everyone on the planet. Now that's, that's yeah, that, (laughs) that, that that would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. And now in terms of an actual answer and actual reasons that I've found in readings that people have given, there's a few, the, the most nefarious, I'll be straightforward and blunt, is anti-Semitism. There's a very rich thread of um, anti-Semitic belief in a lot of conspiracy theory beliefs and believing that the Jewish people have an undue amount of influence um, and secretly run the world from behind the scenes is part of that. And so there's folks who think that the earth is flat and that the secret Jewish overlords are hiding that because it messes up with magic or their control over the populace. That one, I think you can right away be like, yeah, that's, that's pretty uh, anti-Semitic on its, on its face. Um, the, the other ones taking it down a step in terms of the, like, okay, now um, for some, this one, I think is sort of, this one's almost humorous. There are folks who argue that um, the reason that everyone's on board with it is that NASA is funneling money around through um, black box accounts and through dark funds, basically acting as a shell company to do all sorts of other nefarious things. So like, oh, this person got assassinated or there was this bad thing that happened over here. I bet NASA paid for it to happen and funded it through their secret accounts. Okay, that, <laughs> that there are secret funds, like there are groups like the CIA that get money that they don't have to say exactly what it went for because it messes with national security. Mm-hmm. But Na- NASA doesn't get enough money for it to really do that. And it would be like having super secret like accounts where it's like so secret you can't even acknowledge that you gave them money they don't need to account for. When we already have it where it's like, yeah, here's a pot of money for the CIA that doesn't need to be accounted for. Why did they not just put the money there? So that one is looking for a solution, is looking for a problem where we already have a solution. Well, the thing that like, well, the whole NASA thing that like I could not get on board with is like they've made rockets. They've launched plenty of that. That's that that's not cheap. And like the mm-hmm. facilities that they have and like the equipment, it's not like. Area 51 where there's like no cameras allowed or no one's allowed in here. There's plenty of like you can there's mm-hmm. museums that NASA has of all these huge structures. Now, granted, could they be taking strap metal or scrap metal, you know, making it shiny, giving it a paint job, like welding all this stuff together to make it look like rockets? Okay, sure, maybe. But you still can't mm-hmm. they still launched those rockets and they have all the like there's news and everything so i don't think nasa's spending their money in other places than rockets well, well or did they <laughs> no we're not going to get into that i've seen footage of rockets going off in mm-hmm. in florida <laughs> and that and plenty of people have gone out there and i think you've probably seen how spacex and nasa end up with um 
the flares from pre-dawn launches too and people are like what is that and it's like that's a rocket launch and they're beautiful mm-hmm. like there's no faking that you can't do that but there are folks who also think and this is one of the more I hesitate to use funny because I don't want to call anyone's belief funny, but um, it's like intriguing. Mm-hmm. Some folks believe that NASA is actually fighting a secret war against celestial beings and UFOs um, and that there's a dome over the Earth that is trying to be broken through called the firmament. Yeah, that I've heard about that, yeah. yeah that one is an all- interesting one. Uh, I think that one can hold... A tiny bit more merit mm-hmm. than the Earth just being outright flat with just, you know, atmosphere above us holding us down. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you can add on to this, but with the firmament idea, it's like the reason why they make these rockets so big and so powerful is to be able to break through the firmament. And mm-hmm. that's why when they quote-unquote break atmosphere, they're breaking back through the firmament to, you know, return. Or why sometimes the missions are unsuccessful is either because it's just... It wasn't meant to be, or some inside, you know, sabotage. Yeah, yeah, and that's one where you can you can sort of start to see how all these different beliefs tie together. Where so like when um, Challenger exploded, and when Columbia uh, went down, there there were folks who think that that those were on the very dark and scary side of beliefs thinking that these were human sacrifices on the other side there's folks who are saying that these were casualties in the war against whatever's on the other side of the firmament and then there's others who say that those were fakes because we needed to get because once they broke through they could never come back so we had to fake their deaths to make sure that they could continue their explorations outside of the flat earth and you can see it it's gets really convoluted really fast. Like we go from just the earth is flat to literal cosmic interplanetary warfare over a handful of steps. And it's just a very vast web of beliefs that that can be tied together. Not every person who believes in flat earth is going to believe in those two conspiracy theories. But if you do believe in flat Earth and those conspiracy theories, they build off each other. So yeah. And so there's a, I, we talked about this, and I think it was what episode was it? It was a few episodes back, but I did mention. I think it was the Hollow Earth one, to be honest. But anyways, it was an amateur um, rocket um, group. Like, you know, they they launched a rocket up into the atmosphere and they attached a GoPro to it. I don't know if you've seen the video or not, but the the rocket is just spinning, spinning like it's really, really fast, like in a circle, blah, 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 blah. And then it gets to a certain altitude and then it just, it just stops. Like you can hear the rocket hit something, it seems like, and then it immediately stops rotating and is just floating there. It is a crazy video. Um... Oh, I'll try to find the link to it. I'll put it in the description for the actual episode. So hopefully our listeners and you can can watch it. But yeah, it was really interesting. But the the second thing I wanted to to kind of get at was the fact that when a conspiracy 
or something like that turns out to be true. So, for instance, there's been plenty of things going on in the news where it's like, oh, that never happened, or no, that's that's false. And then a couple of months later, you hear or like you start seeing like, oh, yeah, that actually that did happen. So I, I can kind of see why some people hold on to like some of the, the beliefs that they have is because they have things like this. I can't give any specific example, but mm-hmm. you have things in the news and things that happen throughout history where it's like, no, that was a conspiracy. Oh, actually, no, wait, that really did happen. So it's like, what? What are the odds that you know this isn't really happening? Like you know, like what if NASA really is fighting a intergalactic space aliens? You know, like that would be insane. But what if it turns out that it's true? That would be crazy. I love aliens. I would hope that they're not mean and everything like that. I would love hanging out with aliens. But yeah, I I got introduced to flat Earth maybe three or four years ago now i i knew that like people believed that the earth was flat like way back in the day when people were still sailing across the sea you know like that's that's where i thought it died off like i thought like no one believed in this but it was one of my co-workers was making a joke about flat earth and i thought he was kidding about it like i didn't know that like this was actually still a thing. And he was, what was he saying? He was saying like, he was throwing like a ball up into the air. And he said like, if the earth was round and we're, you know, we're going this many miles an hour, the, the football should be way over there. And I was like, aha. And he's like, no, that's actually what people believe. I was like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, no, people believe that the earth is flat. So I was like, you gotta be, yeah, it was, it was just, it's, it was really interesting to figure out or to you know, find out that, that's still something that, you know, people believe now. But I guess my next question would have been be like, where did the flat earth theory begin? And you were saying that you found out in the, the teens, but was this something that never really died out? Or was it just something that, you know, back in like the eighties, seventies, someone was like, Oh, I did it through this research. The earth is flat again. You know, like when, when did that theory start to gain traction, I guess? So that's, I hate it when people say that's a really good question, but that is a really good question <laughs> be, because it's got such a, it shows how cool science is and just how much we know about the world. So I'm going to go ahead and give, I'm going to give another shout out to Brian Dunning because what I'm about to talk about is pulled from his podcast episode on Flat Earth mixed with a few sources he mentioned. but. Um, you can basically think of the flat earth theory as having different waves. So the first one would be the pre-scientific belief, which is all the way back in, let's say, um, ancient Greece, way back in time, 2000, 3000 BCE, Mm -hmm. where there was, um, before Pythagoras and folks like that. So like in about the 200s BCE, Pythagoras, the guy who invented the Pythagorean theorem about right triangles, if anyone did um, trig in high school or middle school, God bless you. (laughs) Um, So Pythagoras was like, okay, I think the earth is round in the 600s. And then this dude called Aristothenes, he went and he came up with a really simple experiment where he 
he went to a well a few hundred miles um, south of his hometown. And at noon, when you looked into a well in his hometown, there was no shadow. The sun was directly overhead. And when he was a few hundred miles south, there was a shadow in the well. And he used some trigonometry and some geometry to figure out the circumference, the diameter of the Earth. But within, I think it was like 2%. So Holy he was... Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, using, using basically eyeballing a, a, dry, a pair of dry wells. <laughs> so we're talking about 200 years before... Um, you know, Jesus was supposedly born that we're talking about, yeah, the earth is round and it's this far around it. Now, he didn't know about the Americas or anything like that. So that's why Columbus going around the earth, he was expecting to hit India and instead he hits uh, Cuba or Haiti or the Bahamas or somewhere like that instead of India. But in terms of, so that's like the first wave, the pre-science, pre-Aristophanes. Then in the 1880s, so you were really close there. You were really close with the 80s, just about a century off. <laughs> in the 1880s, we start getting into this thing called Zetetic Astronomy. Um, Z-E-T-E-T-I-C. And that was invented by a guy named Samuel Robotham. Robotam? And he used the, it's not a screen name before the internet, a pseudonym, uh, Parallax. And his thing with Zetetic astronomy was a mixture of a little bit of occultism with a lot of, you have to be able to trust your senses and believe them above anything else. And since his senses were telling him the Earth is flat, that led to him publishing Zetetic Astronomy and other folks getting on board with the philosophical idea of my senses won't lie to me, my eyes can't lie, so therefore I need to believe what they say. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So it sounds like that plays on a person's idea of common sense. It's like morally speaking, mm -hmm. you know, what's right is wrong whatever, whatever. But in that very moment, it's like, okay, I know what it is. I know what it isn't. I need to do what's right for me. Yeah. Yeah. And let's be frank. The world looks flat. If you go out to the beach, you can't see the curve of the earth unless you spot a ship. And even then they're so far off that you can't really tell where it's disappearing from. Um, with your naked eye, like they had in the 1880s for the most part. So yeah, just listening to yourself above all else. But we can't actually trust our senses, as anyone who's ever uh, been knocked over the head and seen stars can tell you. Our brains are fragile drugs. and delicate. Yeah, or anyone yeah. who's ever hallucinated, done drugs. Like, shoot, if, you, uh, if you've been driving in a car a long time and you get out and it looks like everything's still moving past you, it's not. That's your brain just struggling to keep up with uh, what it got used to. Or even uh, a simpler form, just spinning around long enough and then stopping. It's like <laughs> everything's <yep>. still <laughs> going by. I, oh, my. I love it. Yes, Leo. That is perfect. The world, you stopped spinning. You didn't make the world spin more. Oh, I love it. Um, so that's like the second wave. 
And that's where we get the classic flatter society that mm-hmm. published newspapers and newsletters in the 19, up through the 1950s and 60s. But we do have, Alex, sort of a third wave. And this is the last wave because I know I've been rambling. But the third wave, the modern flatters with Google and social media, that started in around 2014. And that one started primarily from, um, a, I, in my personal opinion, a few influential voices, some of which were probably trolling or sort of playing or having fun. And then it got just, to quote Will Smith, flip turned upside down. And <laughs> Folks start buying into it, taking it seriously, and a little bit of gullibility mixed with a little bit of maybe drifting mixed with a lot of distrust of authority leads to an explosion of flat earth belief in 2014 that uh, that we're seeing today and that we're talking about because the various echo chambers and filter bubbles and various algorithms have made it where what you used to have to go out and seek for hours in butch stores is now available on your fingertips with a quick search of the internet. So that's where we are now is the the mass marketing of flat earth. Um, long answer to your question. Did it all make sense? Yes, it did. No, I think that was a perfect way to explain. And that I think that really broke it down to like understand that this was not just something that you know died out like you know what you're saying back when the pre-science era and then it was just like something that popped up in 2014 there was those waves of it so i think that's kind of important to understand too especially the oh it was the it was the one right before 2014 what'd you call it the the second way the zetetic astronomy or yes yes where you're trusting your gut and i almost feel like what you were saying, like it's it's something where I feel like that one technically is almost part of this wave too, where mm-hmm. it's that's some of their arguments is like just look at the ground, look at the water, it's flat. If 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 my gut and my eyes are telling me that it's flat, it must be flat. And I I feel like that's some of the arguments that flat earthers make sometimes. Now, if you're a flat earther, I know there are other you know you know, um, experiments and things that are done to prove that the earth is flat. Um, but yeah, it's, it just getting back to what we were talking about though, is like, it's, it's really crazy how much influence social media and like celebrities and like some of the people in power have to Mm -hmm. be like, like you were saying, it could have just been all a joke, but now look at what it's turned into. It's, it's 2022 and it, the ball is moving. It's it's gaining traction and everything. So it's and there's a few documentaries no, too. Not the ball, the the plate. The plate is spinning. <laughs> oh my badly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's really it's interesting to like watch some of the documentaries about flat Earth too, because the passion that they have for it, it make I'm not gonna lie, it makes you kind of question it. It's like, is the Earth really? really flat because i think one of the arguments that they make in oh i forgot what the documentary is i wish i could remember it but is they their claim is that every globe that is in a classroom 
says for decorative purposes only. It, it, it doesn't um, like it, it. It's just crazy to be like, wait, does it? So like, I remember like going out and looking and trying to find globes and being like, does it say decorative purposes only to think like to see if the conspiracy was true that I, like the earth really is flat. I was trying to find one, but you know, I couldn't. So, <laughs> well, this is, this is a side tangent for that idea. I would say it's more so because of the size of the states and the countries and stuff isn't accurate, but that's for another discussion. <laughs> that I was saying the same thing, Leo. I'm my immediate thought was, I bet that they're okay. But if someone goes out to sea and is like, well, I took this random McNally globe out and I got lost in the ocean and almost died. Like, what are you doing? That's not a navigational <laughs> globe. Don't use this to get around. <laughs> like, I would, how to describe it? I would suspect them thinking of dumb people instead of the flat earth. To, to yeah. put it I was thinking more along the lines of a conspiracy of the the way the United States is being portrayed as bigger than like Africa or something like that's that's mm-hmm. inaccurate. But, you know, let's just look at the real map of the world and compare that to the maps in the, in the education system. It's, it's, it's a significant difference. Mm-hmm. The that a lot of flat earth ties into maps and I'll be, this is one where it's a tangent that y'all could probably spend a whole episode on around (laughs) what does the earth actually look like? Because the classic projection, the Mercator projection that is in most classrooms in the United States is ridiculously bad as you get further north like it makes the greenland look huge when it isn't and for flat earth there's that evidence of a conspiracy for folks who are map geeks it's evidence that the mercator projection is a piece of crap and shouldn't be used if you want an accurate map but but that's getting into something really nerdy and silly that uh my passion (laughs) explained about (laughs) well so from this is a great follow-up question so can you describe what the the flat earth actually looks like from their point of view is it four corners or is it a disc like because i i know like some of their beliefs is that it's a disc and antarctica is around the entire edge this was my favorite question of yours to to dig up because i'm a huge D nerd and <laughs> I love fantasy world maps, and some of the mm-hmm. maps that they've made are are wild. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's hear them. So there's a lot of different models. There are some folks who say that it is literally a four-cornered thing, like a plate, like a cutting board. Um, that's based typically from what I've seen on a very literal interpretation of a handful of Bible verses that you that refer to the four corners of the earth. And then, like, the four winds and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. there is that model. That one's sort of boring uh, when you get into <laughs> the other ones. The ice wall around the edge is a big common feature. And the North Pole then being in the center is also common. With that one, you get into some conspiracy theories around the UN especially. Because the UN map has the North Pole in the center and then a 2D representation of the continents that would put antarctica around the the southern edge so folks say the un is in on the secret Mm. Um, 
the ones that are really cool for me as a a D and D fan are the ones that have other worlds beyond this ice wall. So like you can sort of think of it as concentric circles, like a, a target with its different rings where the flat earth is the middle ring. And then there's our ice wall. And then some unknown distance past that you get to mystical lands of myth and legend. So like Lemuria or Atlantis or Mu would be over there. Um, and that's where some folks will say, like, what we think of as aliens are actually Atlanteans who have been able to get past the ice wall, um, stuff like that. So those ones, those are really fantastical. But it's also a, like just the sci-fi plots write themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like the day that we're able to go past the ice wall. It's, that one, those ones are very interesting. The most interesting treating one in terms of like the what if side is the idea of the earth being an infinite plane extending in all directions that it goes out forever so minecraft basically yeah yeah like <laughs> minecraft what makes this one cool is because leo it ties into the hollow earth theory so that's what i was going to bring up <laughs> okay. so with the infinite earth model that some flat earthers have proposed people who believe in flat earth have proposed it has the earth going around infinitely in every direction now through um einstein's work and other physicists since him we understand and know that gravity and mass cause light to curve around large massive objects so that gravitational lensing and stuff like that so if we actually lived on an infinite earth we would have the light gradually get bent back towards us due to the gravitational pull of the infinite earth and so i've seen a few folks who have modeled this you would have the ability to look upwards and see an extremely far distant point on the infinite earth. But if you were to actually walk that way, it would be shifting over your head and you wouldn't be able to actually reach what's above you, no matter how far you, no matter how far you uh, go upwards directly. So if you launched a rocket straight up, you wouldn't ever get to that distant area because it would constantly be moving away from you since it's just an optical illusion from the light being pulled back in. It's I'm not describing that very well, but you can just imagine the idea of the sky moving as you go upwards, but you would eventually reach if you walked far enough horizontally. It's really trippy. Um, And if I can basically show what this would look like in a game engine, I'll try to send it to y'all. Oh, please do. Because like that just... How you're describing it, like, was hurting my head to think that, like, you would launch something and it would just essentially just stay in that same spot. It would, it would never reach where it needs to go. That's kind of a scary thought. <laughs> it's kind of cool though. It's like, it's like trying to chase the moon, but while being on Earth, like, you're just walking down the street and you're looking at the moon, and no matter how far you walk, you're still at the same distance from the moon. 
He's mm-hmm. never getting closer to it. Oh, that's scary. I don't like thinking about that. Nope, that's that, not true. <laughs> that one's the most surreal. And that it, it that's how some people say the hollow earth. Like there I've seen arguments online of hollow earthers saying this is what we should see. We just don't have good enough telescopes and infinite plane flat earth believers saying uh arguing that it's that's what's going on, the gravitational lensing. And it's like, oh boy, both of you are trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist, but okay. <laughs> Another question that I I had, because my brain hurts from what you were just saying, <laughs> was sorry. Oh, so, no, no, it's it's completely fine. <laughs> what are some teachings or material that you liked or disliked about flat earth? Now I was like, I guess. Mm-hmm. It, does that does that question make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I'll say this one I took a very charitable interpretation with because mm-hmm. not believing in the flat earth makes it hard to necessarily like what they say, especially when you actively disagree with a lot of it. Yeah. But the the fundamental principles of um science that flat earth opens us opens up for us to talk about are really important like just the idea that you can't trust your senses 100% you have to know your own um inability to understand things sometimes that that idea is something that flat earth lets us bring up a lot because it's very simple things. It's things that look very straightforward and the earth does look flat at some level, but then very simple experiments can show like, Oh, my, my first impression is wrong. And so that idea of like, you have to get second, third, fourth impressions, multiple lines of evidence that all converge on one point is a really useful lesson for folks. So they don't put all their, all their eggs in one basket, all their trust in one person thing or idea. I feel like sometimes, though, it's, again, like, seeing some of the experiments that, uh, like, flat earthers do, um, there's no changing their mind as to, Mm -hmm. you know, like, this is what it is, and there's no other, like, even if you were to prove them wrong, it seems like, and we're getting back into, like, you know, at the beginning of the show, kind of how we were talking about how they're kind of, you know... They're hard to debate, well, not debate with, but they're very set in their ways. And what they say is ultimately right. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's just something like with other theories and like other things. Like, for instance, um, what would be one? Like what the, what the moon is made out of, for instance. Like I think, Leo, mm-hmm. you had said in the Hollow Earth episode that, or was it, what? You, you said that like the Earth... Like the moon. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So at one point we came across the discussion and it was, I've mentioned that the earth, not the earth, that the moon was caused by uh, something hitting the earth. And so like a piece of the earth branched out and formed the moon. But that same impact mm-hmm. is seen in the Grand Canyon. Oh, interesting. Hmm. And and then there's other theories where like the the moon was never there. And then just one day it popped up and then there's like it, you know, it was just, mm-hmm. it was made from stardust. It just, it, it just, that's how it was made. So there's, 
I feel like the theory behind like how the the moon was made, like people are open to that discussion. Whereas like the flat Earth, when you when you do, they do experiments and everything, it's no, this is what it is. Even if it fails, this is this is this is what it is. So I think it's one of those things where it's much like no offense to anybody out there, but it's much like uh, certain religions and certain other ideals that they uphold to the highest extent. It's where it's like, if I tell you from the day you're born to the day you're 25 that the sky is purple, and every day you're told this, every day you're made to believe that the sky is purple, and you're never told anything else until someday you are allowed the opportunity to meet someone, and you say, hey, the sky is purple. They come at you and say, no, the sky is blue. That, I would say, triggers that bit of cognitive dissonance, because no matter what that person does to prove to you that the sky is blue, that that color is blue, you're always going to believe to some extent that the sky is purple. So I think that's what these people do to themselves. It may not be everybody, but it's just an idea that they push themselves so hard to believe that the earth is flat. They go through with all the evidence and no matter how many holes you poke into these theories, they hold on to that. And that's just what they believe. And no matter what's told to them, that's just what they stick to. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just what, what uh, cognitive dissonance is the term for it, but and that just kind of reminds me of that with like religions. It's like not everybody's religion is right. Not everybody's religion is wrong. Everybody has their own set of beliefs. But some people are so stuck to the point where they just outright won't accept anything else as correct. It's just their way or no way. And I just think that's one of those ideas that kind of just sticks in people's heads like glue. You, you're nailing So So you're nailing something that is super important, I think, to emphasize that we call what you're describing there a monological belief system where the the main core belief is a piece of someone's identity and it's where other things other sub-beliefs grow from it's like the main plant that is putting out little roots into other ideas and other beliefs and whether it's religion or science or non-religion whatever the belief is when we have our beliefs become so innately part of us that questioning the belief questions our very identity that's one of the things that is really important to be aware of and to be sensitive about because at some level if the belief is causing someone to be harmed or to have some sort of issue then they're essentially almost a victim in a way and i I think that's one of those things that's really important around flat earthers is if they are if they have this belief system and it's something where it's like it's causing them stress it's making them um, antagonistic or hard to get along with and it's making their life harder that's not the person who believes being a bad person it's their their identity and their self being threatened and so we should see them with charity and with compassion not anger or disgust because they've effectively um put themselves into a victim space because of what they because of how closely they've taken this belief on how innately and deeply tied they are to it um you know calling the sky blue instead of purple if we're like, no, the sky is purple. That's what I know. What what else have I been wrong about? Like, we risk victimizing and harming them if we are too 
uh, too overzealous, too strong with our language. If we if we victimize and target them and label them and are rude to them because of that belief. So I just you were you were flirting with that idea, and I just wanted to be your wean man to get it all the way home. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you for that. And just to I guess further add on to it, it's also important to to be careful with certain topics. Like even myself, like I know, or I have accumulated a whole lot of like knowledge on a lot of different topics, but I'm always careful of either how I present it or how much of it I present because I don't want to cause an existential crisis. I don't want someone to go out and think, oh my gosh, everything I know is a lie. Like you said, what else is a lie? So that's mm-hmm. also, that's just, you know, pegging back off of what you said, you always have to be careful with the execution of the information as well as how much of it. Because you present with a person too much of something and they just, they begin to question not only that, but everything that's linked to it. Because like you said, it's a tree that has many roots. So if you start to crack mm-hmm. at one root, the whole tree can risk falling down. Yeah. And let's, I'll be, to, to carry your metaphor even further, Leo, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. And the strongest trees are the ones that have been faced by the most storms. So. If your beliefs are ones that you have held on to, and if if and I'm speaking to your audience, I might be preaching almost, but like saying, "Oh, I was wrong. I've learned from it, and this is how I'll be a little less wrong in the future." That can be so powerful to to help yourself learn and grow. And like, I'm I'm a doc student. You'd think I know what I'm talking about, but every week in class, it's like, oh my God, I, that was stupid for me to say. And <laughs> it never goes away. And so just like giving yourself permission to be wrong and to like learn and grow, to be a stronger tree of an individual is so important. And obviously my afternoon coffee's kicking in because I'm just rambling away. But like, yes, <laughs> you're, you're hitting at something so deeply important, just growth and becoming more and better every day it's so i love it It, you know it's it it sucks as humans how we can you know we're getting completely off the flatter subject that's okay but you know it's it it sucks that as humans we tend to focus more on the negatives than on the positives like if one thing Mm -hmm. bad happens during the day that your whole day seems to be ruined. Whereas if one good thing happens through the, during the day, it's like, oh, all right, that that was that was great. That happened. But it it's it always seems like just as humans, we we get so focused on the negative. And I think what you were saying, like to like be okay with being wrong sometimes, it being wrong can almost lead to like having that bad feeling. And then we just get sucked uh-huh. into it. We're like as all right. For whatever, let's just say, you know, you you do believe in flat earth and then someone comes along and proves your experiment wrong and everything like that. You get so focused on like, oh, I'm an idiot. Why did I believe that? When it's like, it's it's okay. It's like, that's that's what science is. And that's why it's called the flat earth theory. It's not called the flat earth. You know, it's not just called the flat mm-hmm. earth. It's It's a theory and everything. So, and that's why it's called an experiment. And it's things... You know, some things work, some things don't work. And I think, like, just taking it from a scientific point of view, I think scientists, I think they have to have a lot of, um, what would you say? You know, maybe, I don't think it's motivation. That's not the word I'm looking for. But 
the ability to tolerate being told you're wrong over and over. Yeah. And like, just that, that feel, yeah. And that, that feeling of defeat and like never, maybe not never getting it right, but like trying these experiments, trying theories, failing, restarting, failing again. But like, I would have to say if you were, if you were doing something like that and then you finally succeed to me, that would be, that would be such a like huge relief and like a, breath of fresh air and you know so that was just a little tangent so no flexibility and resilience those are the two i think that resilience that's the word i was looking for thank you (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but to get kind of back on track ben do you have any do you know of anyone that is a flat earth believer not personally just because of my work and work life put me in primarily circles of folks who are not susceptible to flat earth beliefs, um, which might be a bit of a loaded word. I do have a uncle who might believe in flat earth, mm-hmm. but he's a jerk in other ways. So <laughs> I avoid him. Okay. Um, Fair. Yeah. I, I've had a few students bring it up in chats, a few college students, and it's always interesting to hear their thoughts and reasonings. Um, but if you were like, can you get us a flat earther to talk to? I'd have to be like, I don't know anyone who uh, who I'd want to put to sit on you all. Believe <laughs> flat earth. Um, but that said, if I do run into one, I'll, I'll send y'all an email saying, hey, here's someone you might want to talk to. Perfect. We'll we'll gladly have them on anytime. Well, then we we've talked quite a bit, everything um, about a lot of different topics, a lot of different angles about the flat earth. Uh, We we have time for probably one more question, at least from myself and Leoli, if you have any. Um, But this is the one question I really do want to ask, and I want your full truth and what your your thoughts are on it, but. Is it possible that the Earth could be flat? Our Earth, there is too much evidence showing it to be round for me to consider or entertain the idea that our Earth is flat. Okay, Leo. Your final thoughts on the flat Earth. Okay, yes. So, have you got an idea that's different, that's outside of the norm, that questions, you know the education that everyone else around you has been brought up with or whatever, I would say stick with it. I mean, these ideas are nothing new under the sun. I mean, this idea, like he said, has been presented from way back when. And that idea amongst others, like the hollow earth theory and aliens exist and Bigfoot and, you know, other cryptids and things like that. Like these ideas have been around for years, for, for decades. And over time, as technology advances, as different methods of research has come about, and different avenues to communicate has come about, these ideas get more and more substantial. So I would say if you you think of something that's outside of the box, stick with it. As time goes on, it might even find more evidence to support that. And it's just like with every movement, new information comes out. So I just think that that's, that's interesting to see how everything in, in, in our world, in our life, it evolves with, with, with time. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thanks, Leo. Thanks for that. And then, Ben, 
any final thoughts for our listeners? Anything like that that you want to leave them with? I'll, I think the two big themes are, even if you think someone has a belief that you disagree with, realize that that doesn't mean anything that you're less, that they're less, anything like that. You can disagree without disliking each other. And to Leo's point, especially of holding on to beliefs and testing them, do that. Just because a belief in anything is not not currently supported doesn't mean that you can't look into it. Um, to go all the way back, I don't think the Earth is flat, but I can tell you a few things that if those experiments were overturned would make me start questioning it and being open and saying like, yeah, this I can be convinced by evidence and this is the evidence it would take. That's a powerful, humbling experience to go from I don't believe this to from I believe this to I don't know what I believe to I've changed my mind. That's powerful and there's nothing wrong with it. So listen, know what it would take for you to change your mind and uh, yeah, be open minded and listen to folks. Awesome. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for coming on to the show. You, you, you dropped a lot of knowledge on us. I, I learned something. I'm sure our listeners learned something. And if you enjoyed what you just listened to, please hit us up on all of our social media for the latest content where you have, or we have, not you, we have the most up-to-date information with what's going on with the show and what you can look forward to in future episodes. And remember, we don't want stuff that's normal. We want stuff that's effing weird. Thanks. <laughs>Hi there, my name is Chris. I'm the host of the Cult Film Companion Podcast. We are the home of movies that are off, under, and ahead of the cinematic radar. I'm a firm believer that a cult movie can come from any time period, any director, any movie studio, and covers a wide variety of genres, often within one single movie. It's all about the legacy that these movies have built up over time. Please tune into the Cult Film Companion Podcast, and remember to keep it cult. But don't drink the Kool-Aid, because it'll make you sick. Or kill you. Take care. Ninja News Japan is a podcast. It's about news from Japan. Japanese news. There's no ninjas. If you're interested in the news, this is a good podcast. If you're interested in Japan, this is also a good podcast. If you're interested in ninjas, this is not a good podcast. It's a Japanese news podcast. It's a podcast about Japanese news. There's no ninjas.